into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Sword Art Online fans. Welcome to another edition of the Sword Art Online After Buzz Recap Show. How are you guys tonight? Pretty good. Well. That is good to hear. Well, we are- well, well, well. <laughs> what have we here? <laughs> Kirito, huh? Ooh, I'm really scared. And <laughs> we could do the whole thing. We could. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. <laughs> uh, but we are covering episodes 11, What It Means to Be Strong, and episode 12, Bullet of a Phantom. <laughs> episode pick up the phone and episode I called it. Or we called it. <laughs> we we did, we did. Joining me on the panel tonight, Tari Miller. Yosha. <laughs> Katie Cullen. Hi all my buddies. We have Stephen Lemieux on the booth on the ones and twos. Hey guys. <laughs> Unfortunately, Lizzie Mao can't be here with us today because she's on hiatus in Japan. Uh, it's a good not, place to be on hiatus. Yeah, yeah, not gonna lie. Super, super jealous of that. Yeah. I'm your host, Megan Salinas. Guys. These are some fun episodes, but I feel like we could spend the entire time that we have here in the studio basically just gloating, saying, I told you so, I called it. I kept (laughs) expecting someone to ask, you know, what's your favorite scary movie? A little bit, yeah, because as we were talking about it earlier, it is Scream, essentially. (laughs) What's your favorite MMO? What's your favorite horror game? I'm more of a puzzle game person. Goodbye forever! (laughs) (laughs) Nice. How about you, Tari? Um... I thought it was good. Like, uh, I mean, I must say, my favorite part were the amount of gratuitous butt shots. Uh, <laughs> Tori Miller is no longer on the panel. <laughs> we will get to that, I suppose. But what did you actually like about this episode, I presume? Um, <laughs> Unless that actually was your favorite part, uh, in which case, yeah, get out. Tori Miller is off the panel. <laughs> Sorry, uh, guys. He's uh, no longer available for anything. <laughs> well, it's been fun. Well, it lasted. Uh, no, I thought they were really intriguing. I mean, it, it was essentially everything that you guys have said. That like that's all I could think about the whole time. And I was like, they're probably doing the Cabbage Patch right now. <laughs> How do you do the Cabbage Patch? It's this. Oh, that. Oh, that's <laughs> the Cabbage Patch. Yeah. See, we were more doing the Phoenix Wright point at the screen. I knew it. <laughs> I called it. But that is. That is probably, I mean, I don't have a lot of complaints about this season. Um, SAO2 has been fantastic so far, but you basically highlighted my two biggest issues with this particular season was the unnecessary fan service and, and it was predictable. I mean, we called it basically first episode. Uh, may, even not first episode, but like as it, first as it, few. Yeah, yeah, first few episodes. We, we basically called it. And so that's kind of disappointing that it was that transparent and that we are still falling back on the silly fan service stuff that they've been doing over and over again since season one. But honestly, 
honestly, those are minor complaints because even though it, even though it was predictable and even though those bits still annoy me, this has still been a really fun season. Yeah. I honestly didn't mind it being that transparent because for the first two story arcs, we'd be discussing it and go, oh, what if they did this? Oh, what if they did this? Seeing the potential in the series and watching it really, really not utilize it. And we've talked about this at length for the second story arc when they could have done so much stuff with brainwashing and alignment swaps and whatnot. And instead we went the way we went (laughs) that way. And so it's nice to talk about something and to be, well, it could do this and it could do this. And and to have it actually pull together all of the elements that we saw and highlighted. Just because we called it, because we're big Scream fans, (laughs) doesn't necessarily mean that everyone on the planet saw it coming. And it is the series using the toys that it abandoned last season and actually making them work and using the groundwork that they've laid. So Mm -hmm. even though we've been calling him Billy Loomis for the past, oh, three, four weeks, (laughs) I'm still enjoying it. And we still don't know for sure if Shinkawa is in on it. We are going to feel like such jerks if he's not. (laughs) We really are. I maintain that he totally is. Yeah, he's vindicated. (laughs) But yeah, it's so funny because if he's not, yeah, we're going to be like, oh. You were jerks. Like, how sad would it be if it was actually, spoiler alert, like Scream 2, where she's like, it's my boyfriend again, and then it turned out not to not be. Not to be, and then her poor boyfriend. <laughs> that well, poor guy. We're running on confirmation bias right now. We are so certain that Shinkawa's Billy Loomis in this scenario that every time we see him do something or talk about how he wants to be in a relationship with her, or, you know, even stand close to her, we're like, he's going to kill her! <laughs> because we're so certain everything he does reinforces that. Yeah. So, he could be like, yeah. hi, Asada, and we'd be like, he's evil! <laughs> Confirmation see bias. see he waved his hand? <laughs> <laughs> yes, pretty much. Evil spirit fingers. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and talk about this episode, because we, we pick up, again, abruptly, right where we left <laughs> off, because that that was less of, like, you know, a cliffhanger, and more of, like, they the timer ran out for the episode, so We're it cut now. into it cut out in the middle of their conversation. It was the weirdest thing, <laughs> but uh, so they're continuing their conversation, and at the, you know at the end of last episode, she was like, "If you if I mean so much to you, then protect me." And again, I kind of take a little bit of an issue with that, but we can understand given everything she's gone through. And she begins to ask him at the beginning of this episode, if he's a murderer, if he went, if they're the same, how was he able to get over it? Because clearly her whole, you know, her whole motivation for this entire arc is I want to become stronger here in the virtual world so I can be stronger in the real world. And he's like, I didn't. (laughs) I didn't get over it. And I don't think you're supposed to get over it. I think it's something you have to carry with you day in and day out. It's something that becomes a part of you. Mm -hmm. He just repressed everything. (laughs) And repressed. That's how I function. I just don't think about it. I never knew their names. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. But, I mean, I I like seeing that side of Kirito, and I like this conversation as a whole, because we all go through really tough stuff. And there, you know, every life is going to have tragedy in it at some point, and it's like, well, how do you get over it? How do you move on? And it's like, well, maybe you're not supposed to forget. Maybe you, the way you move on is by carrying it with you. Yeah, I mean, the stuff that happens to us forges who we are. And so, like, no matter how hard you try to forget, it's always there with you. It's a piece of you, because it's who you are now. Well, and we've talked about this before, but 
they're acting like human beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not acting like characters. They're not acting like shonen protagonists and love interest or shonen protagonists and badass untouchable chick or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're acting like actual human beings and they're dealing with their problems like actual human beings. And we haven't seen that a lot in this series as a whole. So again, it's really nice to be like, yeah, Kirito's a person. Mm-hmm. Wow! <laughs> With problems and feelings and... <laughs> and he's not perfect and fantastic at everything like the series would have us believe. <laughs> Holy cow. I actually care about him now. It's true. And and I do like what he says, uh, especially about like how he about how he did forget them and that you know he needs to carry it with him because he owes them that because he killed them because he was afraid and so it's his duty to remember them even though they were ready to kill him at the even time even though they were so. horrible monsters <laughs> they were monsters Kirito <laughs> not a person that's a monster in human skin <laughs> Bryce Pappenbrook everyone <laughs> 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 nice <Did I> break <laughs> you. <laughs> nice attack on Titan. Well, I missed the panel today, so I had to make up for it somehow. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> we missed having you. But anyway, Why? so <laughs> but as they continue to talk, um I mean, we let's go ahead and just say it. It is scream. They basically deduce that okay, this this can't be right. You know, it can't be that Death Gun is killing people in the game and in the real world. It, it can't work that way. It's physically impossible. And why did he switch to his rifle, which is not a guaranteed murder-them-in-real-life weapon, instead of his little handgun, which is a guaranteed murder-them-in-real-life weapon? What if you can't actually kill people from inside this game? Yeah, so, and... That, that's basically what they come down to. He's like, okay, he has an accomplice. It's him and one other person. Who happens to be standing outside your bedroom right now Which, while you're unconscious. He, he said it last week. The killer is inside the house. <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. So she starts freaking out. As, she as you do. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm prone and helpless on a bed, and there's a guy standing over me, and he's probably gonna murder me. That's a, a guy that's standing great. over my unconscious body with a, you know, with a syringe. Yeah. Well, I think that's her mental yeah, picture of that's, it. Yeah, that's her mental picture of it. But she's not wrong. No, she's not. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Well, and evidently they have a mechanic built into the game, which we didn't really hear about until right this second. If your heart rate gets too high, if you start freaking out that badly, the game will automatically log you out mm-hmm. if it starts to become a health concern. Yeah. Which is why when the people had cardiac arrests when they were killed in real life, the game disconnected them. Yeah. Because it's, you're having a real world problem, don't stay here, go take care of it. So if she freaked out hard enough, it would have logged her out. With the killer in the room. It's like, hello there, sir. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, and so basically Kirito's trying to calm her down because that does nobody any good. And If you log out now, you will die. If you, exactly. if you stick with me, you may not die yet. But yeah, that was it was just such a creepy thing when Kirito is puzzling this out and he's like, um, Sinon, by any chance, do you live alone? She's like, yeah, why? And it's like... Do you uh, have these old-style <laughs> digital locks that probably have security holes like the other two people who've been murdered? Yeah, why? Hate <laughs> <laughs> to tell you, but... Um, <laughs> Don't freak out. <laughs> nothing good ever follows that. <laughs> nothing. Nothing so whatsoever. So you might 
die. But but they go ahead and bring up an interesting thing that we didn't think about, actually. And this was something that we were a little off on because we thought that they were able to obtain home addresses um, because they were members of the Japanese, you know, survey team, which... Or server The team. localization yeah. team. Uh, sorry, Attack on Titan. The I'm survey, like, the survey Corps. Corps. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, the, they were members of the Japanese localization team. And that still could be the case. You know, there's nothing necessarily ruling that out. But what they've basically puzzled out is that this guy with his cloaking, you know, with his big old cloak where he basically appears invisible, mm-hmm. is just standing over people, I guess the people he thinks are going to be the top contenders in the tournament, and just noting down their information. Just right. like, oh, do to do to do. I'm just imagining, like, someone over the left shoulder. <laughs> and the steam shoots yeah. out. <laughs> just steam appearing from nowhere, because that's the only thing with cloak doesn't like, no, keep like, going. Huh? <laughs> keep writing. I'm curious. I think this room's possessed. <laughs> well, Is it we... possible to have ghosts in a game? Yes. Yes, actually. Yes, it is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's Which what's messed so... up. Which is so creepy in and of itself. But the fact that he chose this pale rider person, as opposed to the person he was fighting, who usually wound up not necessarily in the top, but close to it. Interesting. Interesting choice. Yeah, well, I mean, statistically, you can look at... And you have to wonder, like statistically who is going to be the best bet and that's why I think we saw him you know episodes and episodes ago pick Sinon he's like okay yeah. she's the next top contender basically yeah. um, so, I still stand by my theory that there are multiple people well, in the real world I mean, well there are Yeah, that's in the next episode though. oh that's right <laughs> <laughs> I stand by my theory because it's true <laughs> <laughs> not to jump too far ahead but you're absolutely right Yay. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you have something to add? What? No. Uh, <laughs> no, I lost it. Okay, it's gone. It's gone, we'll it's come dead. back Find to it. Find it, Tari. Find it! No! We'll come back to it. Shut up, but, the handgun. But so, Desugan. <laughs> Desugan. But so, that there's that. She's able to calm down, and again, that they're, they, they're basically able to be like, okay, this is what we can do. Meanwhile... In Alfheim online. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Uh, we see actually the minister has an avatar in ALO. It which, took me forever to figure out that that was him. I'm like, who is this terrifyingly pretty man that just showed up at their watching party? I Are you delivering pizza? He's got blue hair, so it's like, I think he's an Undine. Um, and I, I don't know. But he basically waltzes in, which I didn't necessarily take this guy for a gamer. Maybe he only created a profile so that he could occasionally talk to Kirito and everything like that. Keep right. track of things in the game, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, if they want you watching over this game and seeing if anything goes wrong, they want you to know the game and understand how it works and how the players act. That's mm-hmm. true. So they probably would have you go around and fail a few quests horribly, as I'm sure he did, <laughs> and interact with people without saying, by the way, I'm totally watching all of you because I'm a minister. Ta-da! <laughs> but, I mean, but he's open about it with Asuna because well, they she, know. Yeah, she yeah. knows she knows obviously who he is and so she called him which is kind of interesting that he would go and meet them in the virtual world as opposed to being like hey let's meet up in the real world but they've already got Klein and everyone in the room with them so it's easier to say everyone's here log in go here and that way no one has to travel That's as true. opposed yeah. to everyone log out and we'll all go over here <laughs> and then we'll pull up a stream and then we'll do x y and z and yeah 
It's true. I guess it does make a little bit more sense. But basically, a lot of this episode is kind of a recap episode, just kind of re- like going over information that the audience already knows. And that's because we have Yui basically going, like, let me give you a rundown <laughs> of everything we already know since you're not being up front with us. Sit down and listen. And that's that's when he comes forward and he's like, okay, yeah, I did ask Kirito to go into Gungale Online because there's something we wanted him to investigate. And I actually really did like this moment uh, where we get all of his friends going, that is so what Kirito would do. Right. Of course he wouldn't ask us for help. He wouldn't want us to be in danger. That idiot. Gosh, gosh, gosh. <laughs> and and I, I do love Klein, especially Klein, the in this moment. Just like, damn it, that idiot. <laughs> That's what the audience has been saying. Klein, Klein is the audience avatar, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Klein is the one who just, I was just playing this for fun. I had a pizza. I want to hang out with my friend. What do you mean we're trapped here? <laughs> and then he gets into ALO. He's like, I'm just going to hang out with my friends. What do you mean he converted to a game where there's an actual killer? That is so him. That is classic Kirito. That is classic Kirito. But <laughs> but basically, Asuna is able to get him to essentially admit to where Kirito actually is. And so she logs out with Yui on her phone. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like her. Oh, it's Siri. Like <laughs> it's just so cute. Um, so with Yui on her phone, she goes to the hospital where she sees Kirito, who actually, it's, it's pretty interesting, um, when, when she comes across him, cause he's just like super stressed out. Right. <laughs> and everything like that. But, um, but basically that, that kind of wraps up this episode, um, I know, I know we're going back and forth a little bit, but anyway, we'll move on to the next one. But before we do, I want to talk to you guys really quickly about iTunes. Folks, thank you guys so, so much for going to iTunes and commenting and leaving a rating, hopefully five stars. We really appreciate everything you do. If you like the show, that is honestly the best way to let our bosses know that we are putting on the after show that you guys want to see for SAO. The people at AfterBuzz work so hard to bring you they they put on 80 hours of content a week, which means the people behind the scenes work about 90 hours a week. So it really means the world to us if you go and leave a comment on iTunes. We also love reading the comments on YouTube as well. No spoilers? So <laughs> You've been really good with the no spoiler bits. Please, please, please keep it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost feel like I don't even have to say it anymore because you guys have been so good about it. But yeah. Well, yeah, SAO commenters are some of our best commenters. Exactly. I There are other shows where I'm like, I love... <laughs> I love our SAO people. Nobody on this panel likes me, but they like me. (laughs) You guys get me. Honestly, there are some shows where I'm like, I I need to feel better about myself. I'm going to (laughs) go look at the the SAO comments. So, we love you. We We really do. We really appreciate everything you guys do. So, thank you so, so much. Keep commenting. Keep letting us know what you think. So, all right, back to the show. Yes. Bullet of a phantom. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. But basically, this episode starts off with Kirito doing the satellite scan, and they're basically trying to puzzle out who's still alive. Because through process of elimination that they, they've determined that the person with the death gun avatar is that Sturban guy. Mm-hmm. Which... I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Nursaki pointed it out. Sturban is apparently some... It's, some, it's a German word, and death. it's a medical term meaning dead. Yeah, which yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I feel like they made it up. Maybe. I feel like 
I feel like sturban is a word that exists, but it's a medical term, and we use it for this. It's just like, you just pulled that out of nowhere, because the nurse had to be useful. Uh, no, I, I think I, I remember looking it up, and it it doesn't directly mean death, but it's like relating to being deceased or non-existent. So okay. slightly more subtle than Pale Rider. <laughs> slightly more subtle than so dead. <laughs> Completely dead. Shuffled off this mortal coil. It's an ex-player. <laughs> Pretty much. But, I, you know, I will give them credit because, I mean, they did have me fooled. I thought it was Pale Rider at first, and then after that, like, I didn't know what to think. So, right. And Sturban, actually, strangely enough, was the least conspicuous one. Yeah. And because we don't speak German and don't have medical degrees. Yeah, no, it just sounded like a name to me. All of the medical people watching this are like, that guy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like watching The Thing and speaking Swedish. Yeah, that's kind of frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the movie gets spoiled for you in the first two minutes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Talk about scary movies later. But basically... Uh, but do you it, like them? I love scary movies. <laughs> What's your favorite? Ooh. I'm a romantic comedy person. <laughs> Goodbye, Goodbye forever. forever. Anyway. For those of you who haven't seen How It Should Have Ended, they do a pretty good one for Scream. Yes. But speaking of Scream... What we've basically been able to determine, or what Kirito and Sinon were basically able to determine, that we also determined before they did. (laughs) (laughs) Because we are smarter than the protagonist. (laughs) Not a high bar. But (laughs) (laughs) he's actually really smart. He's had head trauma. (laughs) (laughs) He's really smart. He really is. It's just with common sense where he lacks some of that smartness sometimes. But um, but we, basically what they were able to determine is that Death Gun actually has multiple accomplices. It's not just him and one guy. It's not just Stu and Billy. It is multiple people. So that's how they're able to kill Pale Rider, but still totally be ready to kill Sinon at any moment. They're, you know, it's not like one one person in the real world is killing one person and then running all the way across town to Sinon's apartment. You can't kill him yet! There's a traffic jam! <laughs> I am, the 101 is backed up! I'm sorry! I am totally stuck on the train. I'm really sorry. I'm but not going to be there. I'm the cross right now. No. <laughs> I can't, because when he was doing the cross, it's actually Actually, Death Gun checking his watch as we <laughs> subtle, <laughs> super subtle. It's actually checking the watch is actually very subtle, but the big ostentatious cross movement is just like you're just trying to freak people out, aren't well, you? Well, yeah, yeah, that was the point. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's not as menacing as just looking at your wrist and going, "Oh, okay, I can kill you now." It's time to die. <laughs> oh, oh, you see this? It's showtime. Oh, oh. That, was time. <laughs> that was terrible i apologize everyone. don't apologize that was great that was awful <laughs> that was wonderful anyway so they basically determined that there are multiple accomplices in the real world and that it's very easy to assume that there are multiple obviously because there are surviving members of laughing coffin who that, weren't sent to prison when they woke up from the game evidently which, it's kind of a moral gray area. Like, does, do people just not know when somebody else killed somebody else in SAO? I don't think I would so. think, I think that there would be online records of that in some way. I feel way, like the people who were in Laughing Coffin were smart enough not to say when they woke up, hey, I was part of this guild, smart oh, enough no. not to associate their... They, unlike Kirito, they probably dropped their old usernames and picked up new ones. Right. Because they're not dumb. <laughs> so they probably know that Laughing Coffin exists and killed a flip ton of people, but 
they don't know who they were. They don't. They have the real name databases of everyone who got out, but they couldn't match him to last. You know coffee. what? And that's mm-hmm. that's fair because I think I remember seeing somebody comment on YouTube that the only way you can see somebody's name in SAO is if you're in a party with them. Yeah, right. which makes sense. So if there are a bunch of people, granted, you know what they look like, but if you don't actually know, you know, if you don't actually aren't in the same party with them, you're not going to know their name unless they tell you what their name is. And everyone right. in Laughing Coffin was masked or hooded. Mm-hmm. Well, they Ta-da. still they still carted them the surviving members away to the online jail True. when they all got out. <laughs> Internet jail. Right. Internet jail. And I highly doubt they all kept their hoods on the entire time. <laughs> I doubt that anyone wanted to get close enough to take them off of them. I'm just saying. Point. <laughs> Point. But they I'm have sorry. to physically destroy the... Um, <laughs> um, oh, and I assume that... if coming out of this game everyone was essentially treated like a like a, a trauma patient yeah so, that's fair i mean it would be easy to blur that line of being like i never believed that i wasn't in a death game so killing these people never meant anything to me i didn't know and they're like oh okay i get it <laughs> that makes it okay yeah <laughs> well and and there's definitely a certain level of like and and I think the government, just as a whole, doesn't really know what to do with all the SAO survivors. You know, they pick up all the minors who are still in school, and they drop them in the same school. It doesn't yeah. matter what grade you're in. It's just like, ah, you go here now. Uh, <laughs> I would so- imagine the rest of them got work assistance or something. Like, you've been out of work for two years for good reasons, so... You know, we're we're going to try and help you get back on your feet because this was really really not your fault. So yeah, I can understand the government not really knowing how to deal with that situation because it's like you have, you know, thousands of people who just kind of disappeared, not disappeared, but who were basically comatose for 2 years and then they come back and they have to start their lives again, but they've been through this experience. It's not like somebody taking a nap and waking up. Like, they've mm-hmm. literally been through a life-or-death experience that you can in no way relate to. Yeah. Right. So, I, I I guess I get it. But um, but anyway, that was a tangent. I apologize. But, no, that was a good tangent. We're still talking about yeah. the SAO, concept, yeah. but. But uh, what they've basically determined, Kirito and Sinon, is that Yamikaze, who is the second best player in the game next to the one of the guys who was murdered, is probably Death Gun's next target, because he's one of the few remaining people left. Mm-hmm. And he also happens to be one fast SOB. <laughs> <laughs> well, Speedy Gonzalez over there. Right. He is. He is super quick, probably quick enough to give Kirito a run for his money. Probably. Yeah, because he's just bolting all over the place. So there, mm-hmm. it's a lot like what you said last time, Tari. You have to kill Ga- Yamikaze so that Death Gun can't kill him in real only life. Way yeah. to do it. <laughs> you have to die so you don't die. Yeah. What? <laughs> Boosh. <laughs> but, yeah, no, and so it's basically that because if he were to die, it, I mean, without Death Gun being there to shoot him, you know, it would break the illusion, so to speak. If right. he, like, they, they wouldn't have any reason to kill him. And this whole thing is kind of just to give this one guy the illusion that he still has the power to kill people in the virtual world. Right. Yeah. Which like is this, this all whole, sorts of messed up. I like that this whole plan relies on the honor of a, of a murderer. You're like, <laughs> oh, he's definitely not going to kill him unless, you know, that condition is but, met. Yeah, no, there's literally nothing to stop 
any of these people from still, you know, administering lethal injection, but they they won't do it for right now, I suppose. Well, the illusion is a red herring, and they want to keep it that way, because right now it looks like, oh, we kill them in the game and they actually die in real life. It's something that's going on in the game, which is why they sent Kirito to investigate, which is why they're looking at it from that angle. Kirito is evidently the first person to come up with, you know, maybe they have a real-life accomplice. And once they cotton on to that angle, it's going to be a whole other method of investigation from the police. It's going to be a whole other... It's going to be a whole other ball of wax, basically. basically, And it will be much, much more difficult to actually go around murdering people when they know that you're doing it in real life and not via the internet. So they have to keep the illusion alive if they want to keep doing this. Yeah, and basically, if they don't, the jig is up. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. (laughs) And everyone who's seen Scream already knows. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Billy Loomis. Billy Loomis. Ah, Billy Loomis. Anyways. But uh, but basically what they decide is Kirito is going to act as bait to draw out both Yamikaze and Death Gun uh, in the hopes that Sinon will be able to snipe Yamikaze to save his life and then be able to snipe Death Gun from wherever he's kind of perched, you know, to take sh- shot at both Yamikaze and Kirito. Mm-hmm. Can I just say I think Yamikaze's name is hilarious? Go Dark ahead. Wind! <laughs> <laughs> Which, I don't speak Japanese, so that was completely lost on me. <laughs> Dark Wind! I, I, it's... <laughs> Well, I mean, I he is fast. That's the so. name of my Survivor cover band. That's <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Um, so, yeah, they they basically decide to go ahead and do that. And I, I like this moment, too, when Kirito's standing out in the middle of the desert because it, it was just like when his first match in GGO where it, it's so anime. <laughs> like, that's that's the best way to put it is that this is – Probably, it's something that happens a lot in anime. You know, you've got your, your main character who sits there and he closes his eyes and it gets all sepia toned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> listening to the colors of the wind, evidently. Yes. <laughs> Waiting for, I can hear him over there and now he's over there. Yeah. To us. He, echolocation. He sensed his murderous intent. Yes. <laughs> This is very, very shown in anime. This well, is yeah. Yu Yu Hakusho. This is Dragon Ball Z. This is. But that's the thing is, I don't, I don't mind the cliche because it's fun. Yeah. But it came right the hell out of nowhere in a virtual world when this has only shown up once before in a flashback that they showed us this episode. Well, technically, uh, Kirito has always had like hypersensibility in game like even when he was in SAO he had maxed out his like searching ability oh. yeah his uh, detection, detection skills skill. yes. yes um so i assume that just carried over and that's part of his like grid map thing <laughs> it was hilarious um, and plus guys murderous intent is a real thing it's called instinct <laughs> Uh, Can no. you sense virtual murderous intent, though? Yeah. And Tori Miller is no longer available. Uh, I'll see but, you guys later. But anyway, so Kirito is able... out of here. Kirito is able to dodge the uh, the shot from Death Gun, which is the one shot he gets with no bullet line. And so he's able to dodge... And Yamikaze, who's, who was also running because he wanted to join the party, is like, oh, they're shooting. I should probably take cover. And Sinon is able to take aim and take him out. But in doing so, she's given away her position. And so Death Gun turns on her. And what we get is probably the most ridiculous, uh, <laughs> but still awesome, <laughs> 
like snipe off, I think, that the series has done because they both take aim and they both shoot at each other. And the bullets in midair, and I love the cameras just spinning <laughs> around, the bullets go right by each other and go and they destroy Death Gun Sniper and it destroys Sinon's scope. Mm -hmm. So she still has her gun but she can't really take aim and I'm just really surprised that it didn't hit her in the face. (laughs) I was, well for one I was expecting bullet collision in midair. For another it's kind of like Saving Private Ryan. There's there's the one scene where they take out a sniper by figuring where figuring out where his scope is and shooting up his scope. So yeah, I'm really glad it didn't hit her in the face because yeah. that would have been bad. When when they didn't collide, I was like, oh, it's totally gonna hit her, and then it didn't, and then both of their guns like fell apart, and I was like, oh, she still came out ahead on that one. <laughs> so Death, was it a piece of his gun that he picked up? Uh, yeah, yeah, and started sword fighting Kirito with it. Yeah. And okay, dude, whatever. He was able to pull pull it apart. And I don't know well, if it was a, a sword that was inside the gun. I think it Probably. was. It yeah. was like how people Like a sword cane? Sword, sword canes. Yeah, sword canes. Yeah. It well, was hilarious. It was pretty funny, but he's it's a sword fighting. rifle. He's sword fighting with Kirito. And unfortunately, you know, we, we get this moment where, you know, they're talking and basically Kirito is saying, you know, you went through all this trouble just so you could still feel like a killer in the virtual world. And this guy, whoever he is, is like, it's so weird be- just talking to this guy because I thought Kirito was a hardcore gamer. This guy is so, like, out of it that he's like, you've been in the real world too long. The real world has tainted you. It's like, made the, you oh, soft. Yeah, the old Kirito. Which I'm like, you know, he still spends, like, most of his free time playing virtual <laughs> games, well, right? Kirito's a hardcore gamer. Death Gun's insane. That's true. Big yeah. difference. Big difference. And Kirito also has friends in real life. <laughs> Death Gun, mentally, he never really came back from SAO. I don't think anyone from Laughing Coffin really came back. Because, hey, I'm not SAO, entirely sure anyone exactly. from well, Laughing Coffin was all the way there to begin with. Well, true, right. but in SAO, it's like, you can kill people, you're physically able, you have these skills, you can do whatever. And it's okay to do in most uh, player-versus-player games. And then here, it's like, oh, by the way, death is permanent. And it's just that little bit of satisfaction where they're like, I can do this. There won't be any criminal investigation. There won't be any repercussions if they can't catch me. This is not like the real world. I can keep killing people here. And then they have to go back to the real world, and they kind of went, mm, not as good. Mm-hmm. Let's set up that situation in another game. So... Mentally, they never really left Sword Art Online. Yeah, no. They got addicted to it. Everything is a death game. They just have to make it so. (laughs) That's all sorts of unsettling. (laughs) Creepy, creepy. Super creepy. (laughs) But it is is interesting, like, actually getting the state of mind of this person. You know, just seeing how off their rocker they actually are. Cue the psycho violins. (laughs) Pretty much. But then we get... We get the answer as to why Kirito is unable to remember this guy's name. My favorite scene in both of these episodes. It was both hilarious and really, really sad. Because <laughs> one of those, oh, we, oh, we flash back to that day in SAO when this murderer is getting carted away. And he's about to, I'm sure, give Kirito this you big... You want to know my name? Yeah. This big, like, revenge speech. Like, this is my name. Don't ever forget. I'm going to be the one to kill you. I'm sure that's what he's building in his head. Right. And Kirito just stops him. He's like, I don't even want to know. Because I'm never going to see you again. 
diary. <laughs> it's just like, oh, 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 oh honey, oh, you poor idiots. <laughs> oh, honey. And honey, all no. this time, had he not said that, had he actually gotten the name, they would have been able to get him right away mm-hmm. because they would have been able to get the minister to look up the username and, and be able to find out this guy's home address from there. But poor traumatized SAO Kirito was already working on repressing everything that had happened that day. <laughs> oh. And knowing the guy's name would not have made it better. No. It probably would have highlighted the, I never learned their names for the two people that he did behead. And at this right. point in SAO, I'm sure they're thinking, you know, I may never get out of this game at that point. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it is kind of like, you know, what's the point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what a great scene. And then so Death happy. Gun attacks him with just this barrage of assaults from his sword, and that's where the episode ends. It's just like all of a sudden Death Gun attacks him, and Kirito can't dodge. And so that's where the episode ends, and we are left on this cliffhanger. And so, yes, this, this, basically these two episodes went over a ton of information that we already knew or had already guessed, but what we got was still pretty satisfying oh, all yeah. in all. Yeah. That, that last bit with, <laughs> I never told you. Oh! And now you'll never know. <laughs> Don't you regret that? Like a lot. But uh, that basically wraps it up, and sadly we're running short on time. So do you guys have any other thoughts on this episode, on these two episodes? Uh, I'm, I'll go, go ahead. For it. Go ahead. Oh, I just had a, a small theory. Go ahead. Go for it. Um, because there's the... When they're counting the people, there's one person that they haven't accounted for. And then those two people just mysteriously disappear. So I'm feeling like there's at some point going to be like um, a parade of death guns and it's going to be Kirito Like not only are there multiple death guns in the real world, obviously, multiple accomplices in the real yes. world. But- it's going to be Organization 13 up in here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so you think some of the people who are still in, who are playing the tournament are actually still in on it. Yeah. It's not just Sturban. Yeah. I mean, why else would they put that in there? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be pretty cool if we, you know, because we've already like theoretically incorporated all the surviving members of Laughing Coffin. Why wouldn't a few of them still be in the game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It knocks so. up the scream factor exponentially. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if Ghostface had a little bit more help. <laughs> all right. Um, again, that basically wraps it up. Katie, any final thoughts on this season or I- on this? episode i'm looking forward to seeing it wrap up next week i'm looking forward to seeing how this ends i'm looking forward to being right again <laughs> i'd like to be right again that was fun yeah i'm i doesn't I'm, happen very often on this I'm show still side-eyeing shinkawa i think he's wrapped up in all of this mm-hmm. but folks thank you so much for tuning in to watch this recap show we really had a lot of fun talking to you guys tari miller where can the people find you uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Uh, you can also find me on the Legend of Korra panel and the Flash panel on Tuesdays. Katie. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Kiajet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on Attack on Titan, Arrow, and Ruby. We're having the season finale this week. Steven. If he's there. You can find me all the time here at AfterBuzz TV. At AfterBuzz TV on Twitter. Yay! Awesome. And you can follow Liz at Lizzie Maui on Twitter. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. And you can follow me on Twitter at The Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. And I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. We will see you guys next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.